Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. Join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Behind the Long Line. I'm Raider Nick and we're coming to you, well we're not live, we're, on location. we're, we're broadcasting on location at uh, the actual AGL office here with uh, City Walk in the Civic because it's uh, the Canberra Raiders official actual AGL school holiday signing session. That's right, it's a great time of the year, the kids can come down uh, today at lunchtime, meet all the players, get some autographs, uh, plenty of photos and a lot of fun. So it's great to be here, uh, Nick you'll be speaking with a few of the players later on in the podcast, so um, uh, stay tuned for that, but uh, great to be here after a Raiders win. Tommy Logan joining us today as well, Tom, um, we were there on the on the Saturday night, how good was it? Made it was an awesome atmosphere and it was just sort of uh, great to see us on the, the end of one of those sort of situations in the end where we come from behind and really, you know, never say die attitude really. Um I must admit it was a very weird feeling in the dressing room after the game. Yeah. Um, the players were like, they, know, they knew they didn't play very well um, and they yeah. were lucky to get away with that win. So, you know, singing the team song was a bit subdued. Everyone was like, not relieved, but it was sort of a bit of a, a strange feeling. It's, I've never experienced anything like it in the Sheds post-game, but um, the good thing is that um, they recognise that the win keeps them in the hunt. Yeah. Um, they didn't play well, um, but they got the win, and that's the main thing. Well, that's the sign. If you're not playing well and you still find a way to win, yeah. even if it's in the last 30 seconds, we'll take it. Uh, what was that, you reckon? Is it because of the performance well, from the, the 79 minutes? I think they just realised that they didn't play very well. I mean, they came off the back of the week before yeah. against, that, against the Broncos, and they, they played so well in that first half and then lost that match in the second half. So um, they really wanted to come out and put a good 80-minute performance together, and they didn't do that. But the last 15 minutes uh, and the last seven minutes in particular, they, they scored those three tries and, and the two points are ours. So we'll take it and we'll bounce off it into the Cowboys. Round 18 brings us back to GAO State. Jeez, it's been a while since we've played at home. It's been it a feels thousand like forever. weeks. What's doing there, of course, a huge night. We're playing the Cowboys, who haven't had the best of seasons, but plenty of danger men in that team. Just mention one of those, Jonathan Durston. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Matchday sponsor ITP bringing you all the action from GIA Stadium this weekend. Like, it's a bit of a weird one, as you mentioned. It's been three weeks since we've played. It's another three weeks after this that we get wow. another home game. So, important that we get out there and support the team. As you mentioned, Jonathan Thurston playing for the Cowboys. The last time, he'll probably play a professionally rugby league game in Canberra. So, an opportunity to come out and uh, watch one of the game's great players go around. Uh, and obviously, the big one for us is is uh, the team uh, backing up last week's win and, and hopefully making it two on the trot and keeping in touch with the top eight. Yes, we are still six points out of the eight, but the Warriors are in a little bit of a mini free yes. fall at the moment. So if we can, uh, if we can keep winning and, and hopefully they can drop a couple, you never know. If there's a heartbeat, there's still a chance there. We're still, cal- you know, calculations still indicate that we can still make it. Tommy, uh, we've got to keep winning though. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of rugby league. You know, you can never really rule out any sort of situ- situation. So, uh, I mean, I'm pretty confident that we'll, hopefully go on a bit of a winning run and show some strong form towards the back end of the season and hopefully just a few of those teams above us can maybe drop off the pace a bit. Yeah, disappointing to see Shannon Boyd uh, and also yeah. Brad Abbey out this week, been ruled out with injury, but um, you know, I'm sure the guys that come in will do a wonderful job in replacing them and that's the beauty of having a, a good solid depth in this squad is we can we can bring guys in and do a good job. So look, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know it's going to be a very entertaining game and I can't wait to see the boys run around on Saturday night. Absolutely. Look, uh, we touched on a few podcasts to go. 20,000 members were there. Someone will bring that in and fill up GAO on Saturday night and get the boys home with a good win. Yeah, exactly right. 
So we're down here at the uh, the session. The boys are about to start signing. But joined here by Blake Austin. Blake, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Mate, big decision this morning. You decided to, to head overseas next year. Yeah, mate, I'm going to go to Warrington. And um, we're pretty excited. It's, um, it's obviously a big move for me and my family. But, um, yeah, something we're very excited about. You just see there's a whole new challenge, a whole new perspective now, moving to another country, but a whole new brand of footy as well. I must enjoy the, the Super League. will be really good, very fast-paced, perfect for yourself, mate. Yeah, apparently. Apparently that's what it's like. It's, um, you know, it's a bit nerve-wracking until I get there and get to experience it. Uh, I know their fans are pretty passionate, so that'll be cool. And, um, you know, as you said, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a big new challenge, but one that me and my partner are very excited about um, the opportunities we can give to our kids. Mate, got a touch on last week. What a performance for yourself. You've come off the bench there, eight minutes to go. The team's down by 14. That was a beautiful display, a try. Set up a couple yourself. Yeah, man. It was, um, I felt a lot fresher waking up, you know, and if there's ever a breakaway 2020-style rugby league you know, comp that com- comes about, I, I should be the first recruited. So. Uh, but, yeah, it was pretty fun, man. Obviously, it was a different role, but one that I've sort of done before and... Um, I knew if I just played with plenty of energy, I'd, I could make a difference. Congratulations on you and your family for making that decision moving forward. And, uh, mate, there's still plenty of time left in, in green. Cheers, mate. Thank you. As we move along down the table, joined by injured Raiders winger, Mr. Jordan Rapana. Jordan, mate, when are you back? Uh, hopefully this week, mate. I've uh, been training in it, so it's coming along good. Now, you missed out on that Denver test. That must have been a, a heartbreaker for you. Yeah, yeah, it was a... <laughs> Yeah, it was obviously um, upsetting not getting, getting to go over there and represent uh, my country, but it's all part of footy and I've uh, just got to get the hemi right and then it seems to be coming in. Oh, the walk-in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next year, maybe next year. Look, uh, you've got to be taking your place. Obviously, Nick here to your left and Mr Oldfield. You've been known without embarrassing. You've been known for those really good carries coming out of your own rent. The guys have been doing a good job in your absence. Yeah, absolutely, mate. We've got a lot of depth there and uh, yeah, Nicky and, and uh, especially Oldie filling in for me has been outstanding and, and doing the job well. What's it like sitting on the sideline in the rehab group? It must be frustrating. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty frustrating. But um, you know, obviously the weekend the boys got the win, so we'll look forward to you coming back this week. Raps, Nicky Cottridge, mate. Um, you would have been about five years ago rocking up to an event like this on the other side of the table. Now look, look where you are. You're signing the autographs. Yeah, I remember when I was a young kid, I used to love going to signing sessions like this, just meeting my idols, the players I always looked up to, and yeah, I just can't believe how fast it's gone. Who was your favourite player for the Raiders growing up, man? Growing up? Besides Jordan Rapana and Blake Austin? Um, growing up, I used to like Josh Dugan, like even Croker, so yeah. Which, which Croker, uh, senior or junior? You know, both, both, yeah, I like both of them, and um, I used to, I mean, on Fox, I remember watching Mal Meninga and that, they were good players, uh, Young Ningo and Fox still. Yeah, because I was too young to see him <laughs> In play. a classic game. In the classic games, yeah. He was a good player too. Um, yeah, probably Josh Dugan. Cool. Won't keep you long, mate. Just got to ask you about your experience in the Blues camp, mate. Oh, yeah. It was a good experience. Um, learned heaps. The, the boys are all good. Um, yeah, it was good to see how the other players prepare, you know, all the other stars for the other team and just to see what they do at training and their little extras. And Yeah, it was a big learning curve for me. Good hanging out with Freddie Fittler for a week as well, seeing his bizarre ways of... His, well, let's say his alternative ways of preparation. Yeah, it was good to see how he was as a coach for the week. Um, learned heaps of him. He's a bit different to other coaches, but no, it was good. He was a good coach. Um, yeah, it was good to see what he's like, just to learn off him. It was, yeah, good experience. But what have you taken back in the Blues camp, back in your club footy, back in the club land? I guess just the little things, you know, just always doing little things right. That's, that's what the coach said, just all the one percenters, you know, the big game, the big moments, or 
come down to little things, just get the little things right, and other stuff will come. What are some of those little things? Right? Good stuff. Yeah, tell us some of those little things. Just those extras, you know, just the, just the passes to the chest, just the little things, you know. <laughs> well done. Thanks, boys. Further down the line, we've got uh, Mr. Sia Soliola. Sia, mate, this is a good thing for Canberra. You know, school holidays, and there's plenty of green. Kitty's coming out to get the autographs. Yeah, no, it's always great. Uh, it's always great to get everyone in. We had a... Um, we at the school cl clinic yesterday with the with all the kids, and it's always good that um, one, you know, being a parent myself, I, I know what it's like to um, try and find things for the for the kids to do, and it's always good for us to see, um, you know, the future uh, of Canberra and the, the Canberra community come in and uh, spend some time with them. Twenty thousand fans, or twenty thousand members, that's huge. The kiddies, you can see the line out there. It's going around the corner here at the city. Most exciting times ahead to be a Raider. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and and that's a great connection that uh, the club and the community uh, have with uh, uh, with everyone you know the great uh, Ricky he, he talks about the club culture and, and the buy-in that, that, that uh, we have to achieve in order to uh, move forward with with the club and, and that's what the community have done in that as well and not not just here in Canberra but the association we have with uh, Sydney and and Queensland as well we have a massive following up there in Queensland which is which is awesome because when we when we play up there sometimes it feels like a home game which is which is great for us you've played at the Roosters you've played at St Helens what's the comparison between obviously the Roosters are a bit more of a Sydney club but St Helens is more of a one-team town yeah. what are the comparisons compared to the way the fans respond to their team in Canberra opposed to other places you've been at yeah very very similar to St Helens uh, you get you have a, a lot a lot of loyal uh, loyal loyal fans here in Canberra and, and, and like everywhere else but uh, in St Helens majority of them are in St Helens whereas in Canberra uh, because a lot of a lot of people uh, come and go a lot of people actually are associated with them through uh, you know uh, generation reasons or uh, work related reasons you know like some people don't even actually know about rugby league until they actually come here to, yeah. to Canberra. You know, I've met a lot of people from church and, you know, a couple of South Africans and um, uh, people overseas over in England and they look to um, look for a team to follow and Canberra Raiders is just a, just a perfect fit for them, you know, and they, they really, really buy into it. And it's, it's nice to, that we can uh, provide that, you know, one, uh, that service of a, a great entertainment because uh, they they really enjoy our, our style of footy and our brand of footy which is which is good in, in that sense but then they really enjoy what we uh, portray outside rugby league I think that's what really um, draws a lot of attention towards our um, supporters also, also congrats on signing for two more years as well you'll be at the club for two more years yeah no that's right and man I'm, I'm really happy that I'm staying um, I've, I've spoke to you about um, the growth that I've had since I've since I've been here and, and with the club and how, how much it's grown um, since I've been here with the, the people that uh, we've had on board and man I'm, I'm really enjoying the role that they're playing at the moment the the, the style of footing I'm playing at the moment and just learning I'm, I'm really learning um, with the, the group and that as well and, and what they're what they're bringing to the table and what what I can bring and also what I can learn from from um, the new crop coming through and that as well so you're a beautiful man mate cheers enjoy the signing day I mean it's going to be fun and, and you know it's good for like Paul Walsh and that as well who's um, leaving on Friday so man he's a he's a great ambassador for not only actual AGL but for for us as Raiders, you know, because he's done a lot of work with the communities and man, we can learn a lot from him, so all the best to Walshy. Further around the table, joined by the marketing head of uh, ActuAGL, Mr Paul Walsh. Walshy, mate, you're calling it quits on Friday? Yeah, mate, uh, my last day Friday, uh, after nearly coming on 37 years, it would have been in October, pulling the pin, mate, and uh, going to take a bit of a break and then go uh, looking for another job.
Now, the great thing about all the Canberra Raiders stakeholders is they genuinely love the club, yep. whether it's been a supporter from the 80s or just have come to Canberra and caught the bug. I know that you're a massive Raiders fan. What are some of your early memories of the Raiders, Walshy? Well, those early days out at Seaford Oval, uh, when the team first started, we know those, those days were tough. Uh, but then to reflect, you know, when we got the premierships in the 90s and, you know, that era where we had the Meninga, the Dalys, the Stewarts, the Belchers, the Bradley Clives was just absolutely wonderful. And, and, and you know, we, we went through a bad time, but I, I think, you know... It, it's just around the corner. That success is just around the corner. And I think Ricky and the boys, they'll fight out the rest of the year. You know, you never know. Footy's a strange game at times. And there's anything could happen. And they could be playing finals this year. Let's hope they do. But if not this year, hopefully definitely next year. All the best, Walshy. Good on you, mate. Thanks very much. Moving my way down the table here, joined by Sammy Williams, mate. Good little return back in the top grade last week with a try of yourself. Yeah, it was good, mate. It's always nice to get over the line. It's the first time this year for me, so I um, was pretty excited. And then uh, to get the win in the way that we did it was, you know, one of the great great wins for us. Mate, uh, been in Manny's for a couple of weeks. What's the difference with the pace? Uh, do you really feel it in the first few minutes? Um, yeah, it's probably more just the back end of games. You start getting a little bit more fatigue um, than you do in the reserve grade. But um, I'd like to think that the work we, we put in during the preseason probably put us in a good position to be able to see out that game. For yourself, being a local boy growing up through Cooma, you probably would have been on the back end of these tables growing up, going to some of the Raiders days for some autographs yourself. Yeah, no doubt. I, um, I was a mad Raiders fan when I was a young bloke and uh, every opportunity I got to see the Raiders and to see the first grade boys was always exciting. So uh, a day like this is great to be involved with and see the, see the smiles on the kids' faces and um, beautiful Canberra day. So it's, um, it's good for everyone involved. Who were some of your favourite players for the Raiders back in the day growing up? Uh, I always liked Clint Shafosky. He was one of my favourites. Um, saw a lot of the uh, the Mac attack as well. That was um, they, they were always exciting to watch. So, um, so some of the players that I see now that I'm um, get to know and get to meet on a personal level, it's it's really good for myself. Toots, this is always a good thing yourself being a local. It's good to see some of the local kids come out on school holidays for the Raiders. Yeah, it is, mate. It's a um, fair, fair turnout, too. The kids are lined up out the door, so uh, signing session today. So it's good to see the kids out and about, mate. Mate, Toots, just on last week, mate, you spoke about uh, a bit, bit of a funny feeling in the team dressing room. It was, mate. It was. It was um, Obviously, we didn't play our best footy and um, fairly disappointed with the way we played for that probably 75 minutes there. But um, we've been the other end, played really well and, and got beaten as well. So it's, um, you know, it's a bit of a mixed feeling, but... And mate, it was two points and a team song still. As a leader, as a captain, it must be pleasing to know that you probably don't play the best, but still get the chocolates. Yeah, look, it's um, it's good to uh, good to like I said, win like that, mate. We we um, obviously, like I said before, we have played a lot of games like that and and not gotten the chocolates. So uh, it doesn't matter how you do it, mate. Two points, two points, and I'd like to be a bit more convincing than that. But like I said, we'll take it. A very extraordinary one of how you sign these autographs. What exactly, where's that come from? Is that just the thing you've picked up recently? Or? Uh, mate, for days like this, it's short and sweet. That's all that matters. <laughs> Keep that hand nice and warm. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Toots. On the Behind the Limelight podcast, we present Forever Green. We talk to players from the past that wore the lime green jersey with pride, passion and plenty of courage.
We've got the Raiders legend, Ashley Gilbert, for the Behind the Limelight podcast. How are you going, Ashley? Yeah, fitting well, thanks, uh, Nick. Good, good to talk to you, mate. Mate, uh, how was it uh, coming back a few weeks ago for the Forever Green event? Looks like you had a good time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, uh, it's just like winding the clock back. You, you get to see your old mates again, and uh, it seems like only yesterday since you've been talking to them. But I uh, know for some of them, it, it's... Uh, it's 20 and 30 and, uh, years. I, I know even Terry Wiggy was there, and I don't think I've seen him since, oh, you know, probably 1984. But uh, it is good to see him again. Now, Ash, you're one of the inaugural Raiders, uh, one of the, the dinosaurs that came through of 1982. How did it all come about for yourself, Ash? How did you get linked to the Raiders back then? Yeah, yeah. dinosaur's not a bad word, mate, yeah. <laughs> I'm born and bred at Crookwell, and uh, we we played in the in the it was the old Group Eight competition. And uh, um, when the the big news came that uh, Les McIntyre and uh, and and Don Ferner had made approaches to to get the uh, Canberra Raiders into the NRL, what it is now, mm. um, they sent uh, sent some um, invitations out to the local players to. Uh, invite the training and, and uh, try, try to get a start in the, in the Raiders and uh, I was lucky enough to be able to get one of those letters and went training and uh, it was just like uh, I, was, uh, I knew a rise and you didn't know what was in front of us but it was very exciting and we got to meet a few of the signings. Jay Hoffman was mm. one of the first first guys I met and uh, he, he was a, one of the biggest signings we had. Of course David Grant he was our inaugural captain, and uh, like we'd seen these guys playing on TV, and it was un- unreal to be training with them and, and just getting ready to play. The team was made up of locals and Riverina guys, plus a couple of signings, the ones that you mentioned. Were they yeah. tough time? What was it like? Was it tough times on the field in those days? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, it, was, it was, it was, some, it got some heavy defeats. Um, I, I didn't actually get to play first grade. Uh, for a, a year, I, I, I was lucky enough to be uh, just just to be picked and played for the Raiders, and mm. uh, I played most most of the year in reserve grade, and we had a pretty successful year. We, we were quite competitive. Um, uh, we we probably uh, you know we we could win our home games and 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 uh, or some of our home games and win all the away games. But the the first graders, I remember that when uh, we had our first win, uh, the Raiders uh, it was it was like we'd won the premiership. And, Queenie went berserk, and uh, Canberra were all on board. It was just fantastic, and it was uh, only a sign of things to come. What was the mentality like there, Ash, in regards to the club yeah, well, competing? Our mentality was just to, just to have a go, you know, to, to have a dig. Like I said, we we did cop some heavy defeats, but I never played in a side. Uh, I never played in one side that uh, the blokes didn't have a go. You know, we're, mm. we're outclassed at times. We knew that, but. But uh, we're, we're all in the uh, shoulders that were with one another, and uh, I, I never played with a bloke that never had a go, and that was one of the things that we were most proud of back in the early days. Now, you saw the club go through the first few years, and then you saw the year of 1986 when the Raiders signed a bloke called Mal Meninga and uh, other Queensland blokes like Gary Belcher, Gary Coyne, Peter Jackson, all these guys. How did you witness it from 1982 all the way through to 86 and see that massive change? And all of a sudden, the Raiders started to ignite and become competitive. Once we broke the ice and, and uh, had a few wins, we, we became uh, we started to get stronger and uh, more experienced at the local guys. And in the, in that year of 86, you said 
we got very close to making the semi-finals that year. We had to go to Sydney and play a, a midweek match against South Sydney at the uh, Sydney Cricket Ground to uh, a playoff to make the finals. And unfortunately, we got beat that match. But as a sign of things had come, we knew uh, Mal was coming, and uh, there was a huge buzz around around the area to uh, to get a signing like that. And of course, Wayne Bennett, he was the other guy that was coming in '87. Mm. But we uh, we just um, went went along for the ride, I suppose, us local guys. That it was it was fantastic, and of course, then uh, as uh, went after that, we started developing our own superstars like Ricky Stewart and Laurie Daly and Brad Clyde and all those type of blokes, and uh, of course Lazo. And and then as you said, I was lucky enough to be there when we were the worst, and we run last. And I was also lucky enough to be there when we won the premiership and one of the best. So I've seen all sides of the coin. Somebody nicknamed you Hooter. How did that come about? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, that's a good long story, mate. My, uh, well, my best mate, Craig Bell, he, uh, yeah. he, he was always known as Bellyache, you see. And he, if you have a close look at him, he's, he's got a bit of a snorkel on him. And I, I sort of nicknamed him Hooter, and uh, he just fired it back at me. And, and of course, he was nicknamed Bellyache. Who uh, just stuck with me? And of course, I've, I've got what you might say—a pretty uh, softly spoken voice—and that didn't help either. I suppose. <laughs> you speak of Bellyache there. His skill set suggested that he'd be a coach one day, and you see how he coaches yeah. his football team. That's how he trained. And he, he just did the extras and and did all that yeah. kind of mileage. What was it like yeah. hanging through the ranks with good old Bellyache? Yeah, well, he, you're right. He 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 developed his whole game on on on. Uh, Superior fitness and being uh, being fitter than the other guy. He, he always doing extras and he worked on little things of his game. He was a uh, outside back or, or a five eight, and he, he uh, developed his kicking game. And uh, he, he only done that from from doing extras and, and training really hard. But he was he was just a sponge. Uh, anyone that uh, anyone that took in uh, that spoke with authority and and. He just uh, he could take in heaps of information, and uh, and he's proved now that uh, he can also um, expel that information, and that's how he gets the best out of his players. He got no doubt that he'd uh, he'd never ask his players to do anything that he couldn't do anyhow. Yeah, so obviously you experienced the grand final of '87, and then seeing the the team win the '89, and also around there through '90. That would have been a good good feeling for yourself seeing this club conceive in the early 80s, going through the hardship and then uh, getting success? Yeah, for sure. The uh, the 87 grand final, the last at the Sydney Cougar ground, uh, that was probably my uh, my uh, career highlight, I suppose. Although we did lose, I, I got to play in a first grade grand final and uh, we probably didn't handle that week as good as we could have. Um, we might have, might have uh, played the grand final the week prior to mm. what it was, the uh, but the crowd, the uh, local local uh, town and Canberra were, were so into it, and we had some parades beforehand and that. But we all got sort of wrapped up in it a little bit. But that was, uh, I think, it was uh, learned a good valuable lesson for the the next couple of years. We we played well the next year and made the uh, late into the finals, and then got tipped out. And of course, then in 1989, when uh, the boys went through and won that fantastic grand final in extra time. Uh, it was it was just fantastic to be a part of it, and uh, uh, I still remember Laurie and Claudia and the boys celebrating 
long, long hours, day and night for a long time after that. It was just fantastic. I'm keen to know about the, the culture there, Ash, in regards to the early the early days from the early 80s all the way through to when the team started building for success. Not so much the, the culture culture, just what was it like for the group? You know, most of you guys were based out in Queanbeyan there. Some were living at the Taj Mahal. He's trained at Seaford. He's played at Seaford. Were you just a very close-knit group hanging, you know, having steaks over there at the Central and, you know, oh, yeah. spending yeah, time? No, was it, what was it uh, like yeah, back then? We, 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 were, we were super close back in the, back in the, uh, in the day the we, as I said, I've said before that we we sort of were, were like brothers mainly because most of us had moved uh, to Queanbeyan and uh, it was a, a, a move for the country boys to go. Then we had some Queensland guys that come down too, and uh, but we we just got on so well. It was it was uh, just like a, not not like a party, but we just jo- enjoyed one another's company, mm. and uh, we got to uh, play play. Footy of a Sunday and, and you know and train all week. So although we did have other jobs, uh, most of the guys had jobs outside footy because uh, we weren't making enough to uh, be what you might say professional in those days. It was always good to get the train and, and uh, catch up with your mates and have a good time. Ash, uh, there was an extraordinary time seeing, uh, obviously, you, you finished up with the club, but you were known to be seen around, obviously, Bruce Stadium by then and in probably in even close years. Hanging out, still supporting the club with it, with a drink in your hand and the Raiders scarf on, the Raiders beanie, still much, pretty much green, bleeding green. Oh, mate, I'll be green till the day I die. I, uh, I was, it was uh, nine, nine of the best years of my life, and uh, I got to experience some things that uh, probably other people uh, only dream of. You know, I got got to go overseas a couple of times, um, but no, Bernie Canberra, Canberra Raider was uh, as Probably been the highlight of my life, uh, apart from you know uh, getting married and having kids, and, and now having grandkids. So uh, now certainly, certainly, I'll, I'll, uh, when I die, I hope there's a green scarf on my coffin in here. Now, without embarrassing you, Ash, spoke to the likes of Glenn Lazarus, Bradley Clyde. Steve Walters, and they they credit you for really helping them um, coming into grade and crediting you about the, the passion in the green jumper. Uh, Steve Jackson said that you look at Ash Gilbert and he just made you want to play for the Raiders. What was it about yourself um, t- just to kind of really resemble that passion for the Raiders that reflected amongst players that have gone on to, to huge things? Gee, Nick, I, I don't really know. Or- I was just um, just a country country bloke and just grateful to get an ex- the uh, opportunity to you know, play in the in the, in the big time as we call it and um, it, uh, it meant a lot for my family to uh, to uh, represent the Raiders and I just I just enjoyed the, enjoyed the, the time being there and I, I, I enjoyed meeting blokes I'm I'm a bit of a people person I, I like mm-hmm. I like um, like having a chat and it was just like I said uh, all those blokes that you. You're seeing when you see him, and you haven't seen him in a while. It's just like just like wine and the clock back. Ash, uh, I'll give you a bit of a set of six now. The Forever Green set of six. First question, Ashley Gilbert. What do you do now for work, mate? I'm a farmer. I'm uh, I've, ta- I've moved back to Cookville and I've, I've taken over the family farm. My uh, both my parents have passed now, but uh, I've uh, raised me three daughters, and and um, I've, like I said, I'm now a grandfather. So I'm, I'm a farmer, mate. Yeah. Favourite memory at the club? Uh, my favourite memory would probably be the 87 uh, series in the finals and into the grand final. But uh, 
probably not a good one personally, but uh, maybe that 89 grand final when we won. What about the funniest memory, if you've got a G-rated version? Oh, funniest memories. Uh, yeah, well, oh, geez, I, I'd have to think hard, but uh, like I said, that, that Dunce T-shirt that was uh, was handed out at training on Mondays after and after after the weekend, there was quite a few funny stories. And not all of them were always true, but like if you could tell a good story, you could get a bite to wear the dumb shirt anyhow. <laughs> Favourite teammate? Uh, probably Craig Bellamy. Bellamy and I were real good mates. He was my best man at my wedding. But oh, like I like I got uh, I still keep in close contact now with Gary Belcher and Phil Carey. So they they're real good mates. Yeah, no, I've, I've, it's hard to single anyone out. You know, when mm. uh, I, like I said, I, I live out here at Cookle, so I don't get to, to spend too much time with anyone particularly. But uh, I do do speak to Phil Carey and, uh, and Gary Belcher uh, regularly. Yeah. What did it mean for you to put on the green jumper, Ash? Yeah, well, uh, being an inaugural Raider, mate, it was. It felt like you were representing your area, and um, I, I, I'd like to think that the boys that pull that green jumper on now uh, think the same way. But um, that that green jumper, it it uh, it gave me more than I could ever give it. I can tell you, it, it made me grow up and helped me become a man. I think. What advice would you give to the current day Canberra Raiders players? Uh, I, I'd, I'd try and get them to, to really enjoy the experience. It's it's uh, it's not going to last forever, and and uh, you, when you when you finish, you're, you're a long time retired. So uh, I, I'd just I'd just get them to really enjoy it and uh, work hard for your mate, train hard, and then uh, the the rewards will certainly come. You're a pleasure to watch, mate, growing up through the 80s there, that hard-hitting forward, and uh, you're definitely an integral part of the Raiders' success early and afterwards as well. Ash, thank you very much for joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast. Good on you, Nick. I really appreciate it, mate. It uh, gives an old bloke a bit of a buzz, I'll tell you. Thanks very much. <laughs>